Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Oh, boy, that's us. Hey, what's happening? We're the Get Up Show. I'm Sean, and Charlie and Maddie are here, too. Hi, hey, what's hi. up? Oh, sorry, I was yawning. Hey! Oh, great, that's a great way to start. Hey, so go ahead and yawn, and then tell us you were yawning. Well, that's I didn't great. answer right away. I didn't want you to think I was ignoring you. Like, oh, sorry, I burped. Nobody heard it. It's okay. Just let it go. Next Welcome. time I'll put it into the microphone. Sorry. Welcome to the 36th Simon Says Podcast. And if you want to, you can click a like, and you, you can subscribe, and you can do all that stuff, because it's real cool if you do. And you and know what else you should do is uh, tell tell other people, too. I mean, we yes. appreciate you doing it, but if you could tell 10 friends and have those 10 friends tell 10 friends, then and maybe... And she told 10 friends, and she told 10 friends, and, and she... then They get so tiny on the screen, the more you tell. Right. Their, yeah. their faces get so tiny. Do you guys want to do phone calls first, or do you want to wait and do phone calls later? later? Because we promised that we would um, play phone calls that we get from people on the podcast. We give our phone number out, 336-373-0987. Shall we play a couple of phone calls right up front? We might as well, um, since you've been talking about it. All right. Yeah, or you can make them wait so they have to listen to our whole podcast. Ooh, uh, a tease. <laughs> hmm. Wow, now I don't know what to do. How about we play one of the, the phone calls? Well, first off, yes. I want to point out something. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Charlie has absolutely no faults. She is, there's there's a rare occurrence in the universe where somebody is nearly perfect. And as far as I'm concerned, Charlie is one of those rare occurrences in the universe. Oh. Is there a butt, a, a butt coming? <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Maddie's always looking for the butt. If, in is. case you didn't know, he's a, he's a butt man. He's, he's always into butt stuff. <laughs> So if you're looking for the butt, Charlie is a nearly perfect person, but I heard her say the name of a certain kind of sauce for the first mm-hmm. time in my life, <laughs> yeah. and I had to stop in my tracks, and my face went cold then hot, and I lost the feeling in my arms and hands, and, and I said, I can't deal with this right now. We're going to have to come back to this. I don't understand what's wrong with Worcestershire. What? Oh, whoa. Come on, man. Say what? it again. Say it again Wo- slowly. Worcestershire sauce. Mm. What? It's How'd, Worcestershire sauce. Now, and see, here's the problem. I'm sitting here laughing, but now I'm also paranoid to say it myself because I'm not positive if I'm saying it right. Is well, it, I could say Worcestershire. No. It's Worcestershire. No, it's Worcestershire. No, it's not. Worcestershire sauce. Well, now you've got too many shushushushes in there. 
<laughs> Y'all are both wrong. <coughs> Sorry. It's, it's, wow. it's Westershire sauce. It is what? not Westershire. It's 100,000% Westershire sauce. It is not. What planet did you just move here from? We're, look, look I'm, the- I'm old school. I'm, There's I'm no from e a, in it. I'm from a part of the country where we retained our British accents until we were beaten down and made fun of, until we had to lose them, until we had to assimilate into the population, until I came to North Carolina and I was picked on relentlessly until I had to lose what was left of my ancient Cornish accent. And that's how I know that Worcestershire is the correct way to say the name of that pungent Worcestershire. sauce. Worcestershire what? sauce. What? You said at first you said Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire sauce. Hold on. There's no E there. What in the world? Worcestershire. No. Hold on. Hold on. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Thank, Worcestershire. Thank you. Yeah, she said Worcestershire. No, she didn't. Wait. Wait, something got loud when I did that. Worcestershire. Are you doing that now? I guess I am now. It's Worcestershire sauce. No, it's Worcestershire. So anyway, moving on. How about this phone call? Obviously, I'm right. No, I don't even think we have a clear answer. Worcestershire. She said it more like I did than like Sean. No, you said Worcestershire. Worcestershire. No, whoosh. There's no whoosh. Yeah, it's Worcestershire sauce. No, I didn't say whoosh. I said woost. Worcestershire. Hey, so have you guys ever been to a showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show in real life? (laughs) Not once in my life. Back in college. Did you do all the stuff? I didn't because I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. I would just kind of watch the people. And you've never been to one, Maddie? No, and I actually had the scariest freshman year roommate ever who had a giant Rocky Horror uh, poster on his wall, and I kind of associated that movie with him. He couldn't so convince I, you to go with him? Oh, no. No, he did a lot of crying in the closet talking to his girlfriend. Carrie, <laughs> oh. <laughs> why? Why, Carrie? Uh, find out why? Nah, well, no. Well, <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show came out way, way back in 1975, and it was basically a flop at the theaters. It was the weirdest thing anybody had ever seen. It was and- entirely before its time. Was there ever really a time for it, though? Because if you watch it out of context, if you were to rent that and watch it at home on your couch, you would think, what is going on? What the I hell is I think today this? people might still find it a bit weird or eccentric, but not like in 1975. Yeah, but weird and eccentric are definitely cool now. Like it, It's all right to do all that weird stuff and you know, throwing things at the screen and sing-alongs and all that, I feel like well, it's definitely Well, that all came later. Acceptable. Yeah, exactly. That came way later and, and that's, you know, I got into that when I used to go to Miami and hang out for months at the time and there was a place, uh, the Coconut Grove Theater, which is a cool little part of Miami. If you're not familiar with Coconut Grove, it's like a city within a city, and it's a real hippie, freaky place. And Coconut Grove Theater is where they would do Rocky Horror every Friday night. And So, Maddie, you know how the song Moni Moni has that extra part that everyone yells uh-huh. that's not actually part of the song? Yeah. Rocky Horror is the same way. Like, the movie didn't start out saying, hey, everyone, come and bring your bread. Yeah. It was just a movie. But then people decided to make it more fun. There's a lot of stuff going on. Like, there's a wedding scene, and everybody brings rice, and they throw rice. There's a scene at the beginning where it's raining, and so people bring 
squirt guns. Yeah. Somebody says a toast and people throw their toast. Um, there's, there's so many things where you talk back to the screen, you react to what's being sung. And then there's troops like the one that's playing in Winston Friday night. There's a, a troop. Um, what is it called? That troop, I think is the name of them. They act along with the movie and they know all of those parts. And yeah. if you don't know it, you get to enjoy them doing it. See, now I wish that I had no idea about any of this because <laughs> I would have liked to have gone completely fresh. And then the next thing I know, people are throwing things around and yelling. <laughs> like, what is happening here? Why is there toast? How do they know all the words? And can I eat it? Can you eat the toast? <laughs> you wouldn't you want can. to after it's been thrown around because, you know, if you don't bring your own, you pick it up and you throw it. Uh, it's been in people's pockets and things, <laughs> but sure, go ahead. I mean, I don't have high standards, but. But when I was a kid going to Miami and watching this thing, we went a few times. And of course, the first time I went, they call you a virgin and everybody, you know, points at you and they go, virgin, virgin. And then the people who are, who know what's going on, they make fun of you. And I just was basically spectating, watching what's going on. But I did have rice, and I did have water. And what we did was one of the kids in the neighborhood <laughs> at some point was a newspaper delivery guy. And he had those bags, those newspaper bags, you know, that when it rains, you put your newspaper in, in the plastic bag before you throw it. Yeah. yeah. And so we thought it would be super cool. We filled our shorts pockets with those newspaper bags. And when we got to the theater, we pulled those out and filled them with water and then casually walked down to our seats in the Coconut Grove Theater. And when it got to the part of the movie where you're supposed to use your squirt guns, we lifted up our newspaper bags full of water and just slung those above our heads and they tore open and that water went everywhere. I'll bet the theater owners loved you for that. Well, we got thrown out right then. <laughs> no, really? Mm-hmm. And the kid comes down and goes, okay, guys, you're going to have to go. And we're like, okay. And I thought about that. Like, you think about what happens now when people get thrown out in the scene that happens and the world star and everything that happens online when you see the video of people being removed from somewhere. And back then, we were the rowdies and we, you know, we threw water all over everybody and we were told to leave. We were like, okay. All right, fine. I turned around <laughs> walked out. <laughs> but, but that was my first time going. And the second time we didn't take as much water, but we took a plenty of rice and everything. And I, I probably did that, I don't know, three, four, five times during Really? The, yeah, during the course of time down there. Yeah, because it's, it's just crazy. And you see people who are more, and there's varying degrees of, of how into it people are when you go see it. Yeah, and it, for some people, it just becomes like something to do. It's like, hey, we got nothing to do tonight. Well, let's go to Rocky Horror. And they, you know, see some of their friends there that are also had nothing to do. And it's just like a social thing. Mm-hmm. How was Gatlinburg? Maddie just got back from Gatlinburg, which used to be one of the places we went when I was a kid. What was it like? Uh, what The best I can describe it is it's like take uh, the most beautiful mountains that you've ever seen and at the base of those cram as much Myrtle Beach as you can <laughs> <laughs> and then give the Myrtle Beach acid and say, have fun. Uh, it's it's insane because not only is Gatlinburg kind of like that, so is Pigeon Forge, which is like right they're like right next to each other. So we, well, Dollywood's up there, Pigeon Forge. Yeah. yeah, I I accidentally drove through part of Dollywood's parking lot. Luckily, it was after it had closed, but I got lost trying to get to the grocery store, and I said, <laughs> "Oh no, I'm going into Dollywood. <laughs> Dolly's gonna come and get me." How did you feel like you were going to the grocery store when you turned into a theme park? 
Look, I had a lot of navigation issues <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> the other thing I learned about Gatlinburg is there's not a lot of cell signal in a lot of the mountains. So uh. I was using my car's GPS and for sure took me down a road. It said dead end, but I'm like, I don't know. The car says there's a parkway here. <laughs> so I should have known that there was something wrong, A, when there was moss all over the road, and two, when I saw a gentleman and his dog, uh, they're out walking, and both of them looked at me like, what are, what are you doing? You don't belong here, sir. Yeah. So you were on a road that wasn't really a road? No, it was barely a road. I mean, a lot of the roads, like a lot of the mountain roads are real twisty and very narrow, so it was a little bit of white knuckling. Like, yeah. we thought of it this way. If, if, it, if it had all been one-way roads, it would have been the most beautiful, relaxing drive ever <laughs> it, but, yeah, but they're terrifying. not since at any terrifying. point a car another car could have been coming the other at one point i saw a tour bus on one of those roads and i was like you have made a real bad decision <laughs> what is the deal with gps in the mountains because i went and did a class you remember i taught that class up at app state a few years ago yeah and i was following my gps to get to the building and it took me straight onto a park uh, onto a sidewalk oh <laughs> I was you driving. Sure that on was the si- GPS's fault. I swear to God, I was on a sidewalk driving at App State, and I, I thought, well, this certainly can't be it. <laughs> yeah, I had a few of those moments too. The other, and that's the thing. There was literally a moment where I looked at my wife, and I'm like, "We're going to end up on the news." <laughs> like in in the news today, a, a local man. It drove himself into a stream because the GPS said the roads. I mean, like, literally, it's like, turn left. I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. If I remember correctly, though, when I, I had to go to, or I didn't have to, but my friend and I went to some other friend's cabin up in Boone, and they were talking about the fact that the cell service is really crappy because the cell companies have to pay these people all this money because it's their land, you know, they own a lot of acreage up there and stuff and it's they gotta buy it and they gotta give the rights and it's it's really complicated so you're like eh screw it no cell service yeah the best though I mean honestly hands down we were like I wonder if we're gonna see bears because you see all the time like I mean all the time I remember seeing like this bear in Gatlinburg bear in Gatlinburg and the first night we're there I get home from the grocery store and yeah no seriously but the best is that, you know, I, I get home and it's dark and I see these two little lights coming out of the darkness and it's my children who are laughing wildly like, Dad, you got a, you got a flashlight? I'm like, you guys, there's bears. And it's like, yeah, I know. We're looking for them. <laughs> what were like, you going to do with them when they found I them? I know. I'm like, stupids. Do you understand? Like, this isn't like. But you saw one for real though, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing in our last night. All of a sudden, someone yells, oh, my God, there's a bear. And we look outside, and sure enough, a giant black bear was walking, you know, slowly walking right by our cabin. So it was like, see, children. Did it come in and eat your pizza? No. Could you smell it? No, I could not. I could not smell the bear. Because that's... Bears have a real strong smell. They have real strong breath, too. I I would love to safely get up close enough. You know, I have a real, real thing about the olfactory... My my sense of smell is real strong. Yeah, yeah. Know. Bears say the same thing about you. I <laughs> he's got a real it's really nice. chicken. You smell chicken salad. It's so strange. Um, but it's I like have Perry bigger Ellis. nostrils. I got bigger nostrils than a bear, though. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You know what? I guess I'd like to think that my common sense did kick in because 
while others in my party did run outside to try to get a better picture, <laughs> I stayed closer to the house. Um, but yeah, that, that, but it, overall, super fun. It's a crazy place. But uh, did they have the stuff open though? Because when I was there last, I was I was probably just a kid, and they had you know hawkers out in front of all the tourist traps. And the one that I remember most clearly was a haunted house type of thing. And the lady, you could hear her from all the way up the street, and she was out there going. You hadn't lived till you've been scared to death. <laughs> no, no, no hawking on the street. Although everything is very obvious, like it's just over the top. Mm-hmm. So like there was a Ripley museum and it was just covered yeah. in stuff. And you know, like the they have the cool the car museum where it's got all the movie cars and like there's some out on the sidewalk and whatnot. So don't they have an well, tell everybody? There? Yes, they do. And they have dollars. Tell everybody car. the touristy place where you ate. Oh, snap. Yeah, for sure. I win the touristy tourist of all tourists. We went to Margaritaville, the resort, ate at the Margaritaville Grill, and I ordered a cheeseburger in paradise for sure. <laughs> and this is Mr. Foodie Guy who's always trying to find the off the wall, yeah. locally sourced. Yeah. All right, slow, slow down. Not a lot of that. <laughs> we're, did, it have, did it have Heinz 57 and French fried potatoes? And yes. Did it have a kosher, pick, kosher pickle? pickle? Yeah, I didn't and like a cold the cold draft beer. I didn't have a beer. I had uh, a Coca Cola uh, only what? because I well, screwed it all up. I was driving. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be responsible. You got to go back now. I didn't do it. I also stepped out a pop top or something. (laughs) That's a different song. We just had to do our um, sexual harassment training video. (laughs) Which I'm very glad both of you have taken care of that. Thank you very much. I'm I'm not laughing at the the content or the the subject matter. I'm only laughing at the, oh my gosh. It took so long, man. I, I guess everybody... Everybody in America has to take some kind of training like that. Yeah. Charlie, I, I, I want to reserve my comments until after you've taken the training video because I, I think that you'll notice what I noticed when you take the training video, and that is that video is full of hunks. Is it really? <laughs> I thought I almost called you, bro. Did you notice, and this is obscure reference, but one of the guys looked like Evan Olsen, you know, the the, the local musician from oh, Greensboro? Oh, there was oh, a great. And it, there's a no, 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 no. It was a great. Is a kind of a grayish hair. He has like yeah, grayish hair. It was the guy who was at the dinner with the um, the girl. He's like, I'll be your mentor. If yeah, you I saw him. But there's another guy who had a real. He was good looking guy, but he had a real obvious toupee, and I couldn't get past it. It was like I sat there on that slide for a while. Which, so you're telling me that in this video, the people who are doing the inappropriate harassing are all very good looking. Everybody in the video is very good looking. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's also. not reality at all. <laughs> but also real harassy. Like, yeah. But it's it's harassment times 10. And obviously it's supposed to be. But there was one there was one part where I'm like, dude, get the hint. Yeah, really. Back <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> talking back to him. <laughs> I was like, God, enough. She's like, I have a boyfriend. He's like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't say too I much. Maybe he can I join know. us. I know. Don't don't, don't uh, you're you're helping her cheat on her test if you say. Really, I don't, I, trust yeah. me, I know the answers to these things. Yeah, I think, Char- that. I think Charlie's going to be okay on it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so it's it's high time that a lot of these things have happened. Uncle Ben's has changed their packaging. It's now Ben's Classic. Um, yeah. Aunt Jemima is gone, even though Aunt Jemima's family is upset about that. And uh, what's what's another one? Oh oh, Mrs. Butterworth. Cre- cream of wheat. Oh, that's what I'm getting to. Cream of wheat 
has taken Rastus off the packaging. He's been on that since the beginning of time. And honestly, he was maybe, he's kind of in the background of these things, but he's maybe one of the most offensive ones because, golly, he was really just marginalized, that character. But Mrs. Butterworth, I had no idea that that was offensive. I, if you would have asked me, if you would have put all of them in a, in a line and said which one of these is not like the other one, I would have said Mrs. Butterworth is okay. Well, well, it's still using a person as a servant. She's working for you. She's I don't giving you she, syrup. My feeling was that she was, and I always thought she was a grandmother, and I did not ever think that she had a race. I just thought she was the color of syrup. She was a syrup bottle. And then, okay, 100%. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize. I had never really examined Mrs. Butterworth and her features, but ha- have you oh, ever? Oh, but I have. Oh, but- man, did I ever. <laughs> the curves the of that life, bottle. The lifelike curves on that syrup bottle. Whoa, whoa, brah, you're harassing her. Speaking of sexual harassment. When there was no syrup in that bottle. My grandma would make little dresses for it and fill it up with water or sand and make doorstops out of those so I could lay down in the floor in the hallway and talk sweet to Mrs. Butterworth. Oh, wow. I'm getting uncomfortable. Hey, what's going on, Mrs. Butterworth? Can we move on? And then maybe she'd say something like, not much, just hanging out here in the hall being sweet like you. Just on this door open. (laughs) You ain't never seen love like me, Mrs. Butterworth. Where's Mr. Butterworth? Let's talk. Oh, you were there. You heard me. (laughs) (laughs) But after all that, you know, now I'm thinking, where are those Mrs. Butterworth doorstop bottles that my grandma made? Why did I not keep one of those? I'm a crap keeper. I have everything that that I've ever gotten my hands on. Why don't I have one of those with the little homemade dress on it? That is surprising. But that's not necessarily... Okay, to me... That's something he would hang on to. I know, because he he cherishes things like that, whereas I would be like, oh, yeah, that's... Nana took some trash and... Set it in front of the door. <laughs> no thanks, Nana. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I'm leaving you these in my will, Sonny. <laughs> Did they ever? Was there ever like a non-bottle version of Mrs. Butterworth, like in the commercials or in the ads or anything? Well, or she, she would always talk, been a bottle. No, yeah, I she know. She was animated. She's always just been a bottle. Like it's never been yeah. an, an actual. No, there was lady. no person. And no. she had like that almost Aunt B British. Holy crap! Here's one, and she's painted up. But it's, it doesn't have a dress on, so it's not. No. She's she nude. Naked? Whoa. Not <laughs> safe naked. for work. Butt Whoa. naked Butterworth action. <laughs> but Wait a minute. Of, tons of the glass bottles on here, but none of them are uh. dressed up. And you can get one for like four bucks. Well, then you should buy one of the bottles and dress it up just the way you, you like. Uh, that ain't the same. <laughs> Ooh, and then I can undress nope, not it. not at all. Well, uh. Now you're talking. Now yeah. you got me interested. Uh, so <laughs> we lost speaking of childhood crushes almost as sexy as mrs butterworth we lost helen reddy at 78 years young yes and i my mom was a music lover and she always had music playing in the house and albums and the radio and whatever and she had helen reddy's greatest hits and I remember singing along at the top of my lungs to all of those songs, I am woman, and I'm like five. <laughs> and I just, her voice was amazing. Yeah, it was. Oh, I can't play it. 
No, you can't. We can't play any of this. No, I know. No, <laughs> well, I was. I'm sorry, and not to interrupt, but I was going to say I, I've never been more yelled at by both of you than when I accidentally, not paying attention, loaded the wrong version of I Am Woman for one of our weekends. Oh my god! And it's like a smoothie jazz oh, awful so version. Bad. I can't. Yeah, we can't play it because of the podcast. But uh, needless to say, uh, oops. <laughs> well, there's some things. There's there's. Not really a generation gap because Maddie's not that much younger than I am. He's way younger than Charlie, but not that much younger than I am. <laughs> Excuse me. But there's some songs that when we get requests for him for I Bet You Won't Play at Weekends, I give him the title and I think there's no way he's not going to know that. I Am Woman by Helen Reddy was one and he found some moogie jazz version of that and screwed mm-hmm. it up. And then there was another one called Sometimes When We Touch by Dan Hill. You remember Uh. that? Sometimes when we touch. Well, I don't know how in the hell he found this thing, but it was like, it was basically a seven-minute flute song. It was a a flute song with some kind of operatic, you know, falsetto over it that had a little bit of vocal. And I heard it on a Saturday morning. I got up listening to our Bet You Won't Play It weekend, and I hear this flute music going on for like ever. And I think, what is, what the hell, what's going on? And and then it gets to the point where the lady goes, sometimes when we talk. I like and I it. call them up. I go, what are we playing? What do you mean? That's sometimes when we touch. Uh, no, it's not. I, I mean, like, it is, but it's not. I like that. Listen, for anyone out there who likes to request songs, sometimes you're going to hear a real deep version of your song. It, it may not necessarily, but I like to think that I'm exposing people to different things. That's not why we do this, Maddie. Yeah. Mm, if, no, If you like come versions on. of your song that you would not recognize to be able to pull out of a lineup, <laughs> Maddie's yeah. your guy. Okay, yeah. Helen Reddy. Helen Reddy played mm-hmm. Nora in Pete's Dragon. And I think that's she did. when I, I fell in love with her maybe at Pete's Dragon. Do you guys remember Pete's Dragon? I do. I do. Vaguely. I don't remember. Did, was Mickey Rooney in it? Me, yes. Mickey Rooney was the bad guy who had a bill of sale right here, right here. That he owned that dragon. But Nora, was was she the lighthouse keeper? Something was going on with her. She was in an official capacity in that movie, but she was just beautiful. And I didn't put she, it together that that was the same lady who was singing on the radio. She also played the nun in Airport 75. Which was a oh. serious movie Wait. that oh. Airplane was based on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't the stewardess she from was, Airplane who, who was speaking no. jive. No, 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 no. No, June Cleaver wasn't a stewardess. She was just a passenger who happened to be able to speak jive and stepped right. in to help. Yeah, that's Come what on. I said. Come on, don't twist my words. And then, <laughs> geez, another one. Mac Davis, one of the coolest dudes. Oh, I loved him. So every woman in the 70s had a crush on Mac Davis. You just did. He was like this kind of had this little side humor thing and just this kind of self-depreciating, but totally cute, good looking guy. And so talented. He had his own TV show. Yeah. He's a cowboy. He was a cool cowboy, man. He had, and he yeah. had his, his shirts were always unbuttoned all the way down. He had like maybe one button going and he had the tight pants with the flares and, and, and yeah. He would do this thing on his show, which is just kind of amazing if you stop and think about it, where he would take a cue from the audience. They would be like, hey, sing me a song about um, blankets. And he'd write a song right there on the fly that had to do with whatever subject they gave him. That was so, a setup. Are you saying that I'm like Mac Davis? Because I do all those things. <laughs> he wrote good songs on the fly. <laughs> hey, there's blankets it. over there that I'm oh, not wearing wears. underwear, ladies. 
Wow, and, you've missed your calling. I, I think that that segment on that show was a setup in the same way that Carol Burnett's answering questions was, you know, maybe they had 30 people ask questions and she would highlight one. Do not ruin this for me. I'm just, I, I'm Stop sorry. It. I love Mac Davis. Dream if you, killer. If you're not familiar with him in the movie um, North Dallas, what was it? North Dallas 40? North Dallas 40. Watch that movie. He is the coolest in that movie. He sang the song, It's Hard to Be Humble. Lots mm-hmm. of people know that song. It's kind of a goofy little song. I actually had a t-shirt back in the day that said, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Which was the Mac Davis song. He also wrote exactly. in the ghetto for Elvis. Which is he did. A little less conversation. Biggest later songs. All right. So we're sorry to bring you down with those, but we're don't be sad. Celebrate what we had. Listen to a lot of Helen Reddy and Mac Davis. And, yeah, and especially if you don't really know their music, like mm-hmm. listen, take some time and listen. You're it's some really, really great songs. Let's listen to a couple of phone calls. If you ever want to call the Simon line and become a part of all of this, you can do that anytime you get ready. It's always re- waiting for you. And you can call 336-373-0987. Go ahead and hit the first one and we'll take a break in between them. Hey, Simon. Listen, this is Creed from Atlanta. I was giving you a call because I did hear the shout-out from the podcast over the week, and I appreciate the shout-out. And a little bit of history about me. I remember 98.7 KISS FM. Huh? That's how it sounded at the end for the contest line. And I can remember being young, living in Greensboro. We were, I was under the age of 10 at the time when KISS came around, and I can remember calling in after hearing that and probably winning something but was too young to, and to realize I had won because the DJ didn't say, hey, you've won, <laughs> recognizing they were talking to kids. It was really sad. But anyway, that, that's my fun recollection of uh, 98.7 and how it's the assignment. I've been listening to you guys, actually Sean, since, believe it or not, 2010 or 2011, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. So the podcast gave me enough courage to give you all a call. Thanks for being around, and hopefully I'll be able to move back to my hometown or at least back to my home state of North Carolina soon. Great to hear from you. Creed from Atlanta. Bye. There's Creed. That's cool. Hey, Creed. He sounds like a radio guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Doesn't he, though? <laughs> Playing the hits while you're spraying your pits. Good morning. We're rocking the docks and shaking the lakes. I can't the- remember... I guess it already now nah, it are it had already switched from Kiss FM to when I got here. Oh, it I, changed into a bunch of stuff before. I was the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's next? All right, caller two, you're on the air. Hey Simon, this is uh, Brian from uh, Pilot Mountain. Uh, hey, listen, uh, in elementary school, the uh, milk cartons were. Uh, regular milk was in the red. Uh, skim milk was in the light blue. And the uh, buttermilk was in a green. And chocolate milk was in a brown. Buttermilk. Hey, listen, if you got time, I'd like to hear Breakfast in America by Supertramp. Thank you. Oh, cool. Appreciate it, Brian. Yeah, we were talking about milks um, the other day. I can't remember why we were talking about that, but we had a mailman who used to come to E.M. Rollins Elementary School and sit down, wore shorts all year, had a buzz cut, and would come in, and he would sit down and eat lunch with the kids and drank buttermilk with lunch every single day. I don't... Uh, that Okay, that's older because, I mean, we had red and blue and chocolate, but they, were, they weren't serving we us buttermilk. We didn't even have blue. 
We didn't we did really? not have skim. We didn't have two percent. We had vitamin D milk and chocolate milk, and those were our only choices. That's how I made my money in high school. I made I let people chip in money, and you could for every amount, whatever amount dollar amount, you could put something in a blue milk carton, and then I would drink slash eat it. Gross oh, money. God, you're that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Dude. explains why my stomach isn't great these days. <laughs> right. I, I would, I'd give you a couple dollars to see you drink one of those little cartons of buttermilk because Ooh. I used to be just amazed by that. And he, you know, old dudes will do that and then look yeah. at you like, yeah, I'm drinking this buttermilk. Look at it. Yeah. My grandpa would drink buttermilk like they would get a, you know, the the half quart or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe it's a quart, but whatever. He would drink that like Ugh. no big deal. And I was like, oh, no. Remember when you were a kid and you thought you wanted to try that and then they'd finally let you try it? It was just like eating the non-sweetened cocoa powder. Yeah. <laughs> Same feeling. That was such a ripoff. All right. This is a chocolate. All right. We got another one? I think there's two more. Hold on. Two? All right. Hey, Simon. This is Jeff. I just want to let you know that I was sent down to Lake Charles, Louisiana to help with the storm about four weeks ago, and now I've been sent up to Pensacola, Florida to help with Storm Sally. But the entire time, every day I get up, first thing I do is get online and listen to 98.7 Simon. I've even got a few boys down here hooked on it, too. Just want to let you know I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. That's so cool. Thank you, man. It is. It's so great that you can take us, like, everywhere you go. And and I just want to say you're welcome for us doing our part to help you (laughs) – Help those people because you couldn't do it without us. I think is what I hear you saying. Yeah, yeah like I'm worn out from helping yeah. so much. Yeah, I like to think that that means that we're actually helping. So, yeah, thank, so you're welcome. Yeah, man, we appreciate you pointing that out to the world. We All got right. one more? Yeah, I think we got time for this last one. Hey, Simon. Uh, I worked at the car dealership in East City Wings, Mercury. And they, there's a guy walked up and stole a brand new Lincoln Town car. And they went went to uh, breakfast. The guy said he took it. Of course, he did take it. And the guy had to ride back to the, the car salesman had to ride back to the police car. Oh, good day. What? He said, do, "Do you need me to translate for you?" you? <laughs> yeah, I might need a Yankee subtitle on that one. <laughs> okay. We were talking about how people don't do test drives anymore, and then there were a couple of stories about people stealing cars and wrecking cars on test drives at 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this guy called in response to that and said he was working at a car dealership when, on a test drive, a guy went to get breakfast, and the the dude stole the car and took off in a Lincoln Town car, and the car salesman had to ride back to the dealership in a police car. But they went to breakfast on a test drive? Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. This is a serious thing. to make sale. that sale, man. Right. I guess. Got to pull over here and get some grits. <laughs> yeah, I need thinking, a biscuit. Thinking about buying this car, but I'm so hungry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could, I, I'm more apt to spend some money if I've had a big breakfast. I hear they got <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth's in here. I'm hey, sweet girl. on her. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, is that about it? Are we at time? Brah, that is time. Okay, cool, man. Listen, we appreciate you. We love you, and we're glad you can do this, because I don't know how you do it, but um, if things line up right, I think we're going to do another one of these next week. So subscribe and like and all that stuff. And if you want to call and leave a message on the Simon line, we welcome that at any time, 336-373-0987. Any final thoughts from Charlie? It's Worcestershire. (laughs) Maddie? (laughs) I'm never going to look at Mrs. Butterworth the same. (laughs) 
I, so, on the other hand, am going to look at her the same. <laughs> oh. Long time. Oh, All right. I'm reporting okay. you. Okay. Next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.